Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. We've now just had confirmed in the last couple of days the fact that Bathurst is on that later date. It'll be on the 18th, the week before the AFL Grand Final. Craig, do you know the date of the NRL Grand Final? No, but I'll find it before we finish this first segment of the show. Okay. Well, the good thing is we've also had confirmed that we're going to have back-to-backs at Tail and Bend. So Queensland Raceway, for whatever reason, fell away. Um, it's hard to believe that uh, Supercars and John Tetley couldn't do a deal, but they didn't. And so the, uh, the circus will head to South Australia. And uh, from all accounts, it looks like the, uh, the uh, marriage that lasted a couple of weeks only after the uh, Grand Prix uh, fell over this year, um, with uh, Sam Shaheen being quite outspoken, saying that it was Supercars lost not to be at Tail and Bend. Well, the good thing is they are going to head there for successive weekends, which I'm sure that the whole circus will be very pleased to be uh, up and running again. So they'll do back-to-backs in Townsville, then back-to-backs at Taylor Men, and finish the championship and the Bathurst race on the 18th of October. So it all bodes well for a, a pretty good year. Um, obviously, it'll be that interesting situation where uh, it seems highly likely that both uh, McLaughlin and Jamie Wincup and their respective teams will be uh, chasing a championship, maybe more than a Bathurst win. Mm. But uh, they both have the credentials to get both if they want it. Indeed. 25th of October is the NRL Grand Final. Okay. So that... Uh, the day after the... Yeah. No, no, week after. No, yeah, sorry, the day after the AFL Grand Final. Yes. Which is going to be a dusk, a dusk grand final up at uh, Brisbane at the Gabba, as it's known, the Woolen Gabba Ground. It'll be announced probably uh, tomorrow, the second of September. And uh, uh, well, you know, the sporting events will uh, come and go, and things like that. But the grand finals for all of our major events of this year look like they're going to have centre stage for their day. Well, we're going to be talking Craig, about uh, that. Today with uh, none other than Mark Larkham, and uh, he should have yes, indeed, a, a great view on well the racing at the mountain for a grand final, and, and fascinating. The championship could be decided by the quality of your co-driver. Indeed, as an ex-pole winner at Bathurst, Mark Larkham, I'm sure will absolutely thoroughly enjoy seeing out the year at that track and then being headed home to his uh, cattle station out the back of uh, the Gold Coast there. I'm not sure exactly where he is based, but we'll uh, very soon uh, get that uh, up with him. No no word yet on Super 2. They were going to be running, of course, at Sandown, and that now it will, in fact, be Bathurst where their final round will be. And, of course, um, Thomas Randall will be... Uh, Heading there as both a Super 2 points leader and a co-driver with Nick Burkett in the BJR number 8 car. Fascinating to see that there's some talk out there at the moment that we might have uh, GRM making an appearance in 2020 at the Mountain. 
as a wild card, Supercars, uh, Supercars website are saying that they're in advanced talks um, and it's got a good run of the other sites as well. So uh, always good to see more cars on the grid, particularly for the showpiece race. Yes, indeed. Now, what has been interesting, Tony, is yep. that there's been a couple of tenders that have come out over the last week and a half, and supercars now showing some progress forward for the Gen 3 car. So control wheel for uh-huh. 2021 through to 25 is currently being, um, uh, being sought, invitations to tender, and 18-inch, uh, 18 by 11 inch, so still on that 18 inch rim, which of course the Dunlop tyre is being made for. Maximum wheel weight 11.75 kilos, so specifying the weight there and also uh, providing with a whole range the wheel nut going flat to face and retaining nut method, a captive in wheel. So a lot of details there for the technical, has to fit with the tyre pressure sensor. Then we also have the control brakes package that is going out. Now, putting back and thinking about this, putting back the the control brake package is 21 to 25, as is all the other tenders, but it does say that these are all for Gen 3 and they are for delivery in 2021, racing in 2022. So I'm wondering if some of the contracts oh. might have been running out and they needed to, you know, they needed to bridge the gap um, before right. the 2022 Gen 3 launch. But uh, six pistons in the front, four pistons in the rear, cast iron. They will consider ceramic uh, brake discs and that would be something Larco would be all over, the uh, longevity of cast iron uh, or ceramic over cast iron. And then they're looking for greater or more robust thermal efficiency than what they are currently using. So the final item out as we speak is the control pedal box. And uh, they're looking for floor mounted, reverse push or pull type with aluminium. Looking for lightweight, including master cylinders and balance bar. So all that uh, package would be sta- is standardised and would continue to be standardised. Uh, sliding base for longitudinal adjustment and uh, also has a footprint. Oh, and here's what I didn't see when I was reading it before. Item number four under 3A, item number, sorry, seven, get my Roman numerals right, Gen 3 will use fly-by-wire throttle. So okay. that will be a significant change to the series after having run a standard configuration of throttle. Like, I guess fly-by-wire is becoming standard now, so uh, a more traditional throttle mechanism. Yeah, and, of course, it was first trialled on the uh, V6, the turboed V6, wasn't it? They did it on the Sandman, and then they put the V6 into the Sandman, so I I think... Yeah, yeah, and they had fly-by-wire on that. Uh, I think they also had paddle shift on on that car as well. After the break, we'll be back with Mark Larkham, Supercars Media, Pit Lane reporter extraordinaire. 
Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two level two the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Craig Lavelle and Tony Whitlock, and we've got one of those special times because we've been able to corral Mark Larkham. Got him away from the cattle yard, and uh, he's returned from Townsville. He'll be going back to Townsville this weekend. Mark, welcome on board Inside Supercars. Always a pleasure to chat with you guys as long as we're going to chat racing. Yeah, we will indeed. We won't talk cattle because we don't know nothing about that. <laughs> I wanted to start this conversation was about was something that you would be well aware of, having been a team owner for multiple years in supercars in the days before they were V8, when they were V8 supercars, not just supercars. Um, yep. I, I, it, it's hard to imagine that being able to turn around, you know, a two-car team for four weekends in a row, it seems to me a massive job. That's a really good pickup, Tony, and I've got to say it doesn't surprise me from you. You've been around long enough to see it. So a couple of things I'd say to that. One, I think for the first time in our history, this will give us a look at what week-to-week racing looks like. And I don't just mean from a preparation point of view. I also mean from a viewership point of view, what fans think about it. Because we've chatted about it endlessly, and, and clearly the category has never been designed, or the cars, the schedules, the engine rebuilding, the lighting of components has never been designed around week-to-week racing. So we're not geared for it at all, but it's just interesting to have a little bit of a sneak peek at it. You know, Personally, I think unless we completely tip the category upside down, it's not something that really could be on our radar. I think kind of the two weekends in between or three weeks you know, kind of works for us over an extended period. It's worked for a long time. Um, but, but to go to the point of the prepping them, and, and it's funny, so I'm going to do a little piece this weekend on that exact topic, Tony, um, because I'm... I'm fascinated having run my own workshop. So a car comes back completely disassembled between races, uh, transaxles into the um, the rebuild room, dampers into the rebuild room, engine into the engine shop, bars all off and off to the painters or in the bin and new new bars being made, up to our um, composite guy up in the mountains uh, to remake front bars, wings, whatever's broken, painters, then decals. Uh, then the car's got to be reassembled. There's fabrication going on everywhere, logistically, tough organisationally, and take my hat off to all the teams that are doing it. I really do. That's um, it's quite something, isn't it? And to to be doing this in when you're away from home already. I mean, the guys have been on the road for more than two months. Um, quite extraordinary. And now we're going to be seeing, you know, another. We've got this weekend second Townsville. Then we've got another Tail and Ben pair of. Um, the teams won't won't even get back to their workshops to refresh really before Bathurst, will they? Well, no, 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 they won't. So, so think about the commitment, Tony. So when when the, sort of the whole border closures happened, uh, all the Victorian teams um, had to jump up to Sydney Motorsport Park and they were up there like a week before uh, staying that hotel over the road there. And at that point, of course, no one knew that they were actually crossing the border to not come back until the end of October or the back half of October. Wow. You know, and you know a lot of these guys. I know them all. Um, a lot of and girls. A lot of them have got kids, families. Think about you know, sick grandmothers, dental appointments, parent teacher nights, and all the things 
the plumbing, the leaking roof. I mean, all the all the things that we do around our own houses and own lives that you take for granted. And so, hand on heart, I take my hat off to these people because I think everyone in that pit lane realizes and understands that the sport has an obligation and it survives by going to air. And by going to air, it generates income. Um, and when there's no crowds because of the COVID thing, really the only income being generated would be obviously going to air. So unless all those people are prepared to make that sacrifice, we can't put on a show. Um, so by doing that, they've kept us all in the job. And I said to someone today, I put Scafi into that bunch. You know, Scafi lives in Victoria. He's had to live in New South Wales and he won't be going back either because he needs to go into the studio to telecast. I mean, it's just an extraordinary commitment by everyone concerned. And and supercars themselves, I mean, I, what a nightmare to have to balance the calendar that's changing week to week, let alone next year. You were part of the Darwin Hub. What was hub life like? Because that is a, a totally different situation to any other racing. Even if we were doing back-to-back in Darwin, there were restrictions being put on and, and there's restrictions on the guys there in Townsville now that aren't normally associated with it, restrictions in how you'd live your life. Well, when we first arrived up at Darwin, we were, there was a bunch of us that were quarantined. Um, and that was a bit of an eye-opener uh, for everyone. Uh, fortunately, then the hotspots were lifted pretty quickly um, from Queensland here, which then allowed uh, people out of the hotel rooms. I was fortunate enough, I, I'm in a safe spot, so I'm, I'm free to travel. So I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. Um, but it, but but it was difficult, and, and you know, I mean, not so much off the record, but I mean, I don't want to mention names, but I mean, I know these people, and you have the, you know, you, you do have the conversations, the more human, more personal conversations with them, and you know, there's plenty of them that are hurting. You know, they they're missing their homes, they're missing their families, they're missing their wives and kids. So it's great that there's going to be a little bit of that going on at Townsville, um, but whichever way you cut the cake, I mean, the reality is that the vast majority of um, Victorian team will not see their front door of their home for months. You know, a period of what's going to total three and a half months or something. There's a wonder, rather wonderful expression that uh, I know has been used several times recently by broadcasters. It's probably been in other places, but an expression about never waste a crisis. And uh, I have a strong suspicion that, like the AFL that uh, supercars could well come out stronger out of this because of the very things you talked about, that we'll learn some lessons about how we can make the show better, not just in terms of pit stops or races, or but events, how we can make a season run better. I mean, you and I both know that it's been talked about for years, the idea of a summer series and all sorts of different things. But, you know, there is that strong chance. Now, one of the fascinating things that has come up is that while we haven't seen many new winners this season, obviously Nick Burkett uh, is one, Anton Di Pasquale, but the great thing that has shown up is that while there aren't new names regularly showing up, that there are new teams such as Team 18, such as uh, Brad Jones, who are regularly pushing into that top three, four, five. When we haven't seen DJR Penske or Triple Eight fall away, but we've seen these other teams just get closer and closer. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it, Mark? I, I reckon it's been the highlight of the season, Tony. Seriously, I, I, I said a few times now, as a 
sometimes although I participate in the telecast, I try and observe it always as a as a punter because uh, I consider myself just a punter that would sit at home and watch motorsport. And I've really enjoyed, particularly since Sunday at Darwin, um, I've really enjoyed some of our racing. Uh, that the, the first one at Eastern Creek I thought was particularly good at Sydney Motorsport Park. Um, and 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 embedded in that joy is as exactly as you said, just seeing Brad Jones has been competitive week in, week out on different circuits now, completely different circuits. To see the rise of Team 18 for all Charlie Swarkholt's perseverance and good work and seeing Mark Winterbottom, Scott Pye to show them medal. Um, you know, Waters holds with see James Courtney step into Will Davo's seat and then develop that relationship with Brendan Hogan. That's been wonderful to watch. He's engineer, taking a few races now. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're right on it. Um, all of this is really good stuff. And then, of course, you know, on the weekend we see Cam Waters take it to, um, you know, McLaughlin. I mean, I just thought that was uh, uh, just just so good to watch. So I think we're in a in a good period. And it's the good news here. It's kind of coming to this crescendo, isn't it? Because we've got these multiple combatants now. And yes, Jamie and um, Jamie and Scott are at the head of that. But we, we've after this weekend, there's only three more races to go, of which Bathurst is one of them with 300 points up for grabs. So. I can't see any way this is not going to go down to the wire, which is going to be fabulous. And it's going to be interesting that we're seeing what could be a championship desire certainly when there's 300 points on the line and no one's got the 300-point gap yet, that we're going to bring the biggest variable into motor racing, another driver, and because of this year, another driver that hasn't done very much racing at all not any, t- well, at this stage, I think no testing. Yeah, well, so so here's the here's the drama, uh, and just goes to show why the championship is is so open. And I mean, so we're going to go back to Townsville this weekend, um, even though Scotty had a you know a, a, a couple of rotten uh, uh, runs there last weekend. I mean, he's, they've now got the car working, so he'll be strong this coming weekend. But but what will not happen? He will not get away from Jamie Wink up in points this weekend. You know, there, there might be a few points either way, but we're going to leave Townsville, I'm 100% convinced, with these guys somewhere around 120 points apart. Um, so it, 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 it's absolutely game on. And and then, as you say, when we do arrive at Bathurst, it is going to be 100% wide open. And, and year on year, I reckon it, it's kind of getting harder. Um, you know, well, we can't draft international drivers in, so there's your first problem. Um, taking a rookie up there, in the, you know, there's a few rookies going in there, which is great. I've given rookies an opportunity up there myself. Will power. But, but the current level of competitiveness and depth of competitiveness uh, and the general lack of running this year, I reckon that's, that's a harder proposition than normal. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the variabilities are, are real. And, and add to that, limited running this year, uh, engine rebuild, um, dramas, uh, that I've just spoken about. I mean, there's going to be all because all these engines up and down and around and around and getting coated around the country, and uh, you know, all that's been pushed to the limit. So it's um, uh, Bathurst. It's going to be difficult. So it's a it, it is a it's a wide open championship. And Supercars is an organisation that you know it it hates to even entertain the thought of they might have made a mistake. This year, whilst they're still very guarded, they're still very secretive, 
you know, you, you struggle to get a uh, CEO to come out and say hello to the, pre- to the media in general. What we have seen is we've seen them try things and then switch it back because instead of just saying, oh, giving you all the fluff in the world, they've just gone, it didn't work. We're going to try, we're going to go the opposite direction now. And I think that has been critical to the year as well, that they've realised everyone, as, as uh, Tony said, everyone knows it's a crisis. So everyone's cutting them slack because they just want the racing on and let's go and do everything we've never tried before. Yeah, look, at, 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 at what I say here obviously might sound like I'm an employee of Supercars because I am. Um, so, but I will support them because, as I alluded to earlier, just imagine trying to, A, set the calendar for this year as the calendar or the, the borders are moving around literally week to week, then trying to do a TV deal for next year and beyond when you've got no idea what the borders are going to look like next year or when this goes away. I mean, some massive challenges for the sport right now, and you know that's on top of um, you know holding what have you. So I guess we we need to be buoyant about the things we can be, and you know what we can be buoyant about is that when I front up at a race meeting now, I see fabulous product. I see a great range of high quality drivers in high quality vehicles travelling at high speed, athletes at the edge of adhesion, the whole race, and and I really like that. And and I'm with you on the format stuff. So. For people that don't understand, because of the need to take less people away on an event because of all the COVID things, uh, we've got a limited amount of people on pit lane. So we, I can tell you, in our television uh, department and compound, we've got less people. I'm working with my graphics guy, who's usually sitting in the Eno Hub with me. He's sitting in his bedroom in Sydney. Um, that's how that's been for the last couple of months. And that's, that's hard to do that stuff. Um We've got a lot of the crew back in the studios in Sydney. We don't have the amount of crew. A lot of people doubling up. Then in the teams, we're down on numbers. You know, down from uh, 16 performance personnel, which includes two drivers, down to um, 13 performance personnel in your team, including your two drivers. Then over the line in the pit stop, we're only allowed two rattle guns now over the line. And we're only allowed six people involved in the pit stop instead of eight. So all of these things have uh, compounded, but they've kind of flushed out some cool things. So we're not doing fuel because we don't want to pay cart the fuel equipment all around the country and the extra people and firemen and fuel man and all the things that that encumbers. Uh, so we've had to come up with formats very, very quickly that work around 111 litre fuel cell in the race car. So we're sort of doing 106 litre races, which at most circuits, a couple of, you know, 38 laps, 39 laps with a compulsory pit stop. So, yeah, as you, as you quite rightly said, Craig, let's try it with two compounds. What's it look like if we don't give them enough tyres? Okay, that wasn't so good. Let's try this. And I can assure you, talking to Adrian Burgess and the team every week as I do, um, they are constantly not trying to be clever. They're constantly trying to think of, okay, how do we invigorate? Gee, we're going to go to the bend now. We weren't going there a minute ago. How do we make that the best it can be? So now there's that chat around maybe we run on two different circuits over the two weekends. So I'm with you, mate. I think it's great that we're prepared to not say, for once, this is a game of football and you get six points if you kick it between the big white posts and one point if you miss. Um, We're going to just switch this up a bit and kind of see what happens. Do you think we need to have fueling and have, you know, some extra crew for tail and bend, understanding that they haven't had the opportunity 
to tune themselves up for Bathurst or do you think they just go to Bathurst and we're going to play a million wild cards out over the course of the weekend? Uh, I reckon point B. Uh, I'm not hearing anything about feeling it uh, uh, at the bend and I don't think that would that would happen now just, you know, from uh, getting people out of Victoria, out of the, you know, all those implications still exist. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think we're, we're, we're learning some, some pretty good stuff. I mean, the bend degradation isn't as high as, say, Townsville, probably back more like uh, Darwin. So we're going to have to be clever with what we do with, uh, with ties there. And, um, you know, I, I think the other thing that comes out of this, um, boys, is that what, if I, if I can be critical, and I, and I mean it in a good way, the result of trying to make the racing as good as it can be in these sort of medium-length sprint races, so they're not like, remember back in the day, Tony, we did the, you know, we used to do the three 20-minute races. And, and, and that was all nice, except where you qualified is basically where you finished because they were just too short. So maximising the fuel run distance that we do now at least gives us a window for some strategy. And what I really like about Townsville, we've seen, and I'll do a bit on this this weekend, but we saw uh, four tyres. We're seeing lots of three tyres, which we've never seen in the history of the game. And we even saw Jamie, you know, deep into that race on Sunday, put two tyres. Now, I can tell you, put two tyres on the rear of your car that deep into a race, that's hard to manage. So, uh, And then we saw earlier in the weekend. Shane Van Gisbergen put on four ties really late in the race to come back through the pack. So I love the fact that we're seeing these different strategy options play out, um, largely a result of tie strategy. The downside is we're just talking too much about ties. You know, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like when we can get past this point, and uh, it might be Bathurst, and then into the future when we get to uh, new rules and regs and what the future looks like, that, that you know, it's a bit more than... Uh, just ties, but I, I don't know that we've got many options at the moment to try and invigorate strategy without fuel unless you do it with ties. Future, um, we've just seen that uh, there have been some tenders gone out today for things such as uh, uh, brakes and uh, wheels um, for the Gen 3 for 22. Um, yep. So um, have you got any sort of inklings as to direction on on what's more coming with the new car? To be honest, not not a lot. I I, I, I remain a little distant from all of that. It's, you know, it's obviously there's a bit of politics going on down up and down the pit lane, as you'd imagine. That you know, teams never agree on anything. Uh, different different teams maybe have different objectives and what have you. But 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 I will say this, Tony. What I like, uh, what I really like is, is the organisation. And Sean has said repeatedly that, you know, uh, there's a couple of key words used. You know, we're kind of, we're, we're big, we're brash, we're fast, we're loud. And for me, as long as we hang on to that, I think we'll largely hang on to who we are. And, you know, and we've obviously got to do that because if, you know, Holden as a brand's not going to be around. Uh, I concur with Scafie's comments uh, um, that were made uh, last week that, you know, we, we whatever we do, we've got to find a way to keep GM or have GM, GM in one way or another uh, involved because I still think, irrespective of any other brand we may or may not bring to the table, I I, I think the the very essence of what we do we've, you know, we finally have arrived at that intersection in the road. Which are we manufacturer relevant, or are we entertainment? And they don't have to be mutually exclusive. But I'm I'm kind of 
quietly pleased that I think we've finally arrived and we're turning a bit more to the right to say, you know what, we're actually probably a bit more entertainment. Yes, we want manufacturers involved, but they're not going to be involved to the extent that, hey, you know, here's the engine that we run in our road car. That's not us. You know, that can be GTs and whatever else you want to do. But um, we're about brand marketing, you know, badge marketing, about about showing whichever brand competes shows exactly that, that they have sporting heritage, they have sporting DNA, they're competitive, they compete, they're up for a fight. You know, for me, that's great for a brand. And, you know, I, I, I've spoken to others about the Volvo experience. Look look what that few years did for Volvo in this country, which really was a brand for parking your bowlers hat up on the parcel shelf, became sexy, sexy in a season. I mean, I thought that was remarkable. Indeed. And on that point, Mark, um, we thank you very much for joining us on Inside Supercars. It's been wonderful to get your comments. And uh, I, I know that Craig and myself uh, are very jealous that you get to go to these meetings. Quite apart from the terrific job you do doing them, you get to see all this stuff firsthand. We're not allowed in. You can stay away, you boys, particularly us Victorians. Oh, your lepers down there. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'd be lying if I'd say I'd, I, I do feel blessed to be still be able to walk up and down that pit lane. It's a pretty special place to be. So, uh, well, uh, I, we, I'd be lying if I said I was thinking of you. <laughs> well, we're very happy that you're there doing it because you do a great job <laughs> at it and you share it with us. So, thank you very much, Mark Larkin, for joining us on Inside Supercars. And we look forward thank to you. Uh, I do. I hearing the chat. your comments. Fantastic. Thank you, Larko. Say hello to Robin for me. Will do, mate. Good on you. Bye-bye. From the dirt tracks across Australia, Inside Speedway with Dennis Newman and Craig Ravel. Well, it's great to have Caden Brown. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be on the show with you guys. Max Frick, great yeah. way to start 2020, picking up your second consecutive Australian Solo Championship. Yeah, it's been a great start of the year. Matt Pascoe. Thanks for having me. Inside Speedway is available on sportsradio.com.au, iTunes, Spotify, and the dirttrackchannel.com. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. That's uh, an extraordinary insight into the world of media and the world of Mark Larkham's head. It's uh, always fascinating to get that inside view. I know from all the contacts I have that people out there appreciate the lengths to which Mark Larkham goes to to describe the way in which the series operates, the cars operate, the drivers operate, and how in which all that information goes towards making fantastic racing in our tin top series. Craig, your final thought. Yes, my final thought is, well, we saw a change from the top 15 shootout that we were seeing in Darwin back to the top 10. And I asked the Shell V-Power Racing Boys, Scott McLaughlin, about what he thought about making the change back to the top 10. I think it's a better show. I just, I think it's not as long. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's great that the sport was, you know, thinking of, you know, other teams that don't make the shootout uh, for the top 15, but, um, and it's great for the airtime, but, it's five other cars. I think for our show, it's better just to be fast paced, get it done. There's more, te- more time for the teams to get ready, not waiting as long. So, you know, I think it's uh, the top 10 for me. Is, is, um, uh, and it's, it's, it's better to, you know, top 10 shootout, I feel like when you make a top 10, it's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, it's a good 
it's a good feeling for everyone in like someone like a you know a rookie or you know it's a it's a cool feeling to be in the top 10 top 15 it's just yeah you know, i don't know i just feel like the five positions make a big difference and that's it for insights to because craig Ravel and tony whitlock thanks for listening and it's good night from me and good night from him Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.